Welcome to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Brian and Nina are a risk-taking power couple, and they're back with a whole new venture. They do everything together, met about eight years ago in law school, got married on the 11th of November, 2018, co-founded multiple companies together, currently live in St. Louis, Missouri, and have two of the cutest little Frenchies, Onyx and Noir. And now they're all about enjoying the journey and becoming their best selves. They provide an honest, raw, and unfiltered podcast, discussing the hard topics and sharing their personal stories with you in hopes of inspiring many of you to share your thoughts, emotions, life struggles, life questions, and personal journeys. Nothing is off limits with this dynamic duo. They dig deep into heavy issues not only plaguing our society, but also conversations around self-esteem, emotional intelligence, health, relationships, career, a positive mindset, and much more. Their ultimate goal with this podcast is to help spread more understanding, non-judgment, and unconditional love to show you, the listeners, you are not alone in whatever it is you may be going through. Now here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Happy Tuesday. First things first, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of the Basically Not Basic listeners who sent me messages this week supporting our brand new podcast. I am so grateful for all of you. As some of you may already know, I was previously on another podcast and made a decision to end that show and start fresh this time, armed with a lot of lessons learned about podcasting, recording, speaking properly, editing, sound quality, content, all that good stuff. So hopefully you guys think I've made some progress, fingers crossed. I am also in the works of recording a YouTube series for our video podcasts, which will allow for visual learners to watch our podcasts on YouTube. And for those of you who still like the audio podcasts, we will still have all of our podcasts available on all of our current platforms as well. The video series will be launching in about six months, I would say. I also have a new co-host, and he happens to be quite tall, dark, and handsome. Drum roll, please. It's my husband, Brian Dixon. Hey, sexy. What's up? How's it going? How are you? I am doing great. How are you? You want to say hi to everyone? Hello, everybody. I am grateful that you are joining us for the podcast. We hope that you find this valuable into the future as we share a lot of insights that we recognize on a daily basis in our lives that we think would really be applicable to a lot of our listeners. And we are excited to share our journey with you. Thanks for joining us. Brian is no stranger to podcasts or public speaking or shows. He's actually an all-star when it comes to all of this stuff. He has done over 50 public speaking events all over the world in the last two years alone and has done several interviews on other podcasts too. A little background on my man here. We met in law school a little over eight years ago. We have founded two companies together. He is currently the CEO of Capital Innovators here in town, which is a venture firm and a globally recognized tech accelerator. He has been highlighted in over 45 publications and has written four books, one of which we actually wrote together. His books can be found on briandixon.business, and our co-authored book we did together is called Intuition to Innovation and is available on Amazon. I do have some copies left of our book, so I'm more than happy to just give them out for free if anyone's interested. Just shoot me a message on Instagram on my handle. It's Nina P. Dixon, or shoot Brian a message, who is briandixon06. Yeah, so there's that. He's a, he's a pretty big deal. 
And I happen to be a very loyal fan. So let's get into what our podcast is going to be about. Our podcast is going to be about our life together, lessons, the ups and downs of life itself, how we are trying to be better people, both individually and together for each other, what steps we take to become more aware of our growth, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, how we both have embarked on this journey of 10 plus years ago to constantly evolve and become more in tune and more aware of who we really are. We have tons of personal stories to share with you all, and hopefully it will inspire, motivate, encourage, help, and maybe even comfort many of you. We are all in this journey called Life Together, and we are here to create an open, safe, non-judgmental space where we can all be vulnerable, but yet still find the courage and heart to keep evolving into the people that we are meant to be. So our first topic of the evening is mindset. So the concept of a growth, there's two types of mindsets, and a growth mindset was developed by psychologist Carol Dweck, and it was popularized, can't speak today, in her book called Mindset. In a fixed mindset, people believe their basic qualities, like their intelligence or talent, are simply fixed traits. However, in a growth mindset, they believe it is malleable and ever-changing and ever-evolving, and with effort and awareness, we can continue to improve. Some of you may be wondering why we chose mindset as our first topic to start this podcast off with. Well, this is something Brian and I actively work on every day. Mindset has been huge to us, so naturally it's what we wanted to start the podcast with. It's also the reason I started a podcast. I totally don't think I totally I don't think that my old mindset when I was in college or law school was positive. I was not fearless. I don't even think I was courageous enough or creative enough. I wasn't even a believer in my own self that I could ever go out and start a podcast or write a book or do something other than what I was doing at the time. So I also credit our mindset for all that we have accomplished together at such a young age. Um, I'm 30, he's 31. And although we have a lot left to do together in this life and we've come a long way, I do look back and think, you know, we've done a lot already. And I don't mean this in a cocky way whatsoever. This goes for anyone listening. We all collectively have done more than we think. And I think it's important to be your own cheerleader and take the time to reflect on all the things you or I have accomplished already. This type of mindset gives you hope, courage, determination, and confidence in your own capabilities. Brian and I have been practicing a positive growth mindset for over eight years now, So much so that I do feel that we're at a place where we only have positive conversations when we're talking with one another. We don't talk negatively about other people. We rarely ever vent about anything going on in life outside of us. We completely compartmentalize things and maintain a very happy, peaceful, exciting, funny, definitely goofy, um, positive outlook every day. If there are tough topics, which this is life, let's be honest, we, d- we discuss those with like a positive mindset and it's always, it's us together versus the problem. Every problem in life is solvable. So there's a problem, there's a solution and two heads are better than one. And then we proceed, therefore it never gets the chance to be negative. We both actively take the time also to be in the moment and ground ourselves 
and be really grateful and feel fulfilled because our life right now is what we used to pray for and want at one point. For those of you listening, if you would like to just take a moment for a second and think about something or someone you now have in your life that you once begged God for or prayed for or wished for. This could be anything. It could be a job, child, marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, your dream car, whatever. Now bask in it for a moment and remember the feeling of not having it and then wanting it so bad. Well, now you do and you should be grateful for whatever it is every day and you should be happy now and enjoying it now. This, this type of mindset helps us see that we don't take anything or anyone for granted. It is also falls under growth mindset. A fixed mindset, which is the opposite, would achieve the thing or attain the thing or person and then forget about it and move on to focusing the next thing that they don't have yet, but they want right now. So it is up to you to steer your mind, your thoughts, your energy, and your focus in the right direction. By all means, keep pursuing your dreams. However, don't lose sight of what already is. It is very comforting when you truly look around and become grateful for it all. You're just definitely way much happier with this way of thinking. With this mindset, you also appreciate and enjoy the little things in life, like taking evening walks with your partner, cooking a fancy dinner, getting dressed up for date night, reading a book together, hanging out with friends and family, and actually spending quality time together. Life is about the journey. It's what you make it. And this is what a growth mindset brings to the table. Brian, you have an awesome analogy to share about mindset and the human brain. Yeah. So I think that mindset is probably one of the biggest areas that a lot of people around the world should be trying to improve on a daily basis. I think there are so many people that I am just aware of and I come in contact with on a daily basis that are not aware of how their thoughts become things. And they have continuously programmed themselves in what I would consider a lower energetic frequency manner that is creating a reality for them that is not what they truly desire. And I feel like people should be very aware of that. So that's step one is to become aware that your thoughts definitely create your reality. And if you want to have a good reality, you should program your thoughts in a positive way. And if you don't, then you're probably programming your mind in a negative fashion or a a fear-based mindset. And so one way to think about the human brain when it comes to consciousness and mindset is that our brains are literally supercomputers. And you want to program your computer in the best, most highest and good positive mindset possible. And if you think about the human brain in that way, as if it's its own artificial intelligence, and you were to think about a computer engineer, for example, a computer engineer is not going to create artificial intelligence and make it pessimistic or negative or uh, you know, responding to fear or greed or lack. They're going to want to have it to be positive. And why in the world would you ever want to program your own subconscious or your own consciousness or mindset in a position where it is around fear or lack or thoughts of not having enough or anything other than? than abundance. You have to program your mindset in a way 
just like an engineer would for a computer to have positive growth. And that's what you should be doing on a daily basis, figuring out tactics and steps that you can reprogram your subconscious for this growth mindset for things so that you can literally reinvent your own supercomputer, which is your brain. And then you're going to start having more feelings of love, compassion, joy, abundance. And because of that, you will be architecting a reality that is going to enhance and improve all areas of your life. I guarantee it. I've been doing this for myself for years and years and years, and it has completely shifted and transformed every single area of my life. And I literally attract opportunities and people into my life off of the mindset that I have that are like-minded people, people that think that way. And if you understand that there's this universal law that exists that what you think you attract, you would always be thinking for a growth mindset. And also another interesting thing to think about is if you are a person that struggles and you're constantly in a fear-based mindset or you're thinking about lack, imagine that the side of your head is a window. And people can actually look through that window and see the thoughts that you're thinking. Now, if you think that way, you're not going to want to think about anything except positive growth mindset oriented things. Because if, if people can get a view into your brain, into what you're actually thinking about, wouldn't you want people to think that you're thinking about positive things and ways to go about life that are going to enhance yourself and those around you? You're not going to want to walk around you know, feeling bad for yourself, feeling bad for others, talking about other people, being greedy, being jealous, being angry. Nobody wants that. So just pretend that you have this window into your brain at all times and that others can see what you're thinking. And I guarantee that can be a tactic that you can use to help you reprogram your subconscious and allow you to be more self-aware of the thoughts that you're thinking on a daily basis to really help project you towards a positive growth mindset. I like that window example. You've never told me that one before. Yeah. Take a look in. I'm just peeking into your mind. And once you do it, you become more aware. And I feel like most people would want others to, you know, think they're thinking about good things, right? Think they're thinking about positivity, about how to open opportunities for themselves and others, how to help others and relieve them from suffering, how to help humanity. Um, and if you think in that way and think that people can see what you're thinking, it's going to help you reprogram your subconscious in your mind in a positive manner. I think that's a good tactic for people that maybe struggle with the growth mindset. I also think that'll almost help some people feel accountable. You it, know, like pretend like, yeah, if someone could look in my mind, here's what's going on. So it holds you accountable to remain positive at all times. Um, let's share some personal stories or examples that maybe you have had in the past or current, whatever they are, that maybe were fixed. They were at like... A, based off a fixed mindset and now you see them and it's like, it's, it's a positive. You come, you come from a place of a growth mindset now. Sure. So I think some examples that I would have when it comes to a business perspective is sometimes when I get a ton of things on my plate and I feel that I have just kind of underwater with the different projects that I'm taking on, I sometimes slip a little bit out of this growth mindset because I'm 
worried in a sense of, oh man, I've got so much stuff, I got to make sure I get it done. And I always set really high standards for myself and really high goals. And so that puts internal pressure on me to try to hit these goals that I set for myself. And that can create a little bit of a fixed mindset at times because when things aren't happening maybe fast enough or happening in the way that I plan for them to happen, then it can allow you to become a little bit upset in the sense of why isn't this happening? Why the way I anticipated it, right? And the way that I usually shift out of that is I try to become aware of it and recognize it and take a step back and view the situation objectively and just say, you know what? I am going to put my mind on what I want to occur, and then I'm going to completely let the universe just steer it. So I release attachment from that. And by coming consciously aware of that, it actually shifts into this growth mindset because I become very grateful for what I already have. And I become happy and joyful and more compassionate to the people around me. And because of that, then it starts to accelerate these different things that I'm working on. So where at one point, I got maybe a little overwhelmed with all the projects that I was on, and it created a fixed mindset because I, things weren't happening fast enough or whatever the reason was that they weren't progressing how I envisioned it. I take a step back, I disconnect myself from the situation, I objectively evaluate everything that's going on and just say, you know what? This is going to happen and I release myself from how it's going to happen. And when I do that, it creates this level of separation that literally allows the universe to move around you like water. You know, you put your mind toward what you want, but release the attachment of how it occurs, and I guarantee it'll happen. It just may not happen in the same way that you first anticipated. So it's safe to say that we can hold expectations I, I see these like quotes on Instagram and I read these quotes that, you know, expect what you want and it'll come to happen. You'll be vibrating at that expectation level. I do believe that's a growth mindset as well, what you just explained. And then, however, explain the difference between expecting something versus detaching emotionally from something and letting the universe pick it up. So I try to relieve all expectations at all times. I can have a goal for something that I want in my mind and know that I'm going to achieve it. So your expectation is that goal. You're expecting that goal. You are releasing the emotional attachment of how that will come to be. Correct. Yeah. And what I've learned is that if I have a goal and then I have an expectation on a path for how I'm going to achieve it, that has created a lot of suffering historically for me. And the reason is, is because if it doesn't start to happen in the way that I envisioned it, then I feel as I'm, I'm falling short of my expectation. However, if I have this goal and I completely detach myself from an expectation and allow the universe to do its work, and I just continue pushing forward towards what I know that I want, it literally starts to attract and accelerate itself until I reach that. And so I think that's very important with the growth mindset is to figure out how can you set expectations and goals that don't have a hardcore concrete realization internally for how you think you're going to get there and just let that portion go. So you have this goal and just say, you know what, I'm going to work towards it but there could be a million different possibilities as to how I attain this goal. And personally, I've seen so many crazy doors open that I would have never in a million years anticipated that has propelled me towards a goal. And it was usually very different 
than I first anticipated. And so if I can relieve that expectation and anticipation of how I want to get somewhere and just know that I will get somewhere, it happens faster. It usually happens in a unique way that I wasn't even thinking about in the first place. And it usually allows me to move through that scenario in a much more calm, centered, and peaceful mind state. Is there a personal example that you have that maybe you still carry a fixed mindset with and you're aware of it and you're trying to work on the growth mindset with it? I think one of those. So for my listeners out there that know me, you'll know this. For anybody new, I am super involved in cryptocurrency and blockchain. I've been in that space since late 2011. I love it. I've been a huge believer in it since the early days when I learned about it. And I think something that I struggle with sometimes that keeps me in a fixed mindset is that there's so many people that don't understand the technology enough to realize how much of an impact it's currently making. And so the markets in certain areas isn't moving as fast as maybe I would like. And because of that, it is creating a little bit of a fixed mindset at times because I can only go as fast as what people believe this market to be, right? And sometimes I want to you know, do all these different types of projects and things with different companies and show them how valuable it can be for them or how digital assets can be applied. And there's so many businesses that really live in this legacy mindset that A, don't really understand it or believe it's actually the future of certain types of technology. And because of that, it creates some of a fixed mindset in a sense because I have to stay more complacent until people start to understand and educate themselves on the technology. And then once that occurs, then I can shift to that growth mindset. But internally, I still know that I'll get there at some point. I just don't have a path to get there as fast as maybe I think is necessary. But then if you look at it from that perspective, you know, I just have to have faith in the universe that I'm going to get there when I do. So you feel that impatience sometimes creeping in. Exactly. It's all good. It'll happen when it happens. It happens. The only thing I'm not impatient about is taking the top off the Maybach. (laughs) I knew that was coming at some point. (laughs) Let's talk about in relationships, whether it's family or friendships or other types of relationships, a an area where you had a fixed mindset, but now you are on a path of growth mindset. You you've mastered it. Yeah, sure. So I think uh, there's a situation where I had a business partner in a scenario and the business partner turned out to not be the best partner in business. And this individual um, actually you know, created the avenue for some things to happen within the business partnership that were negative for, for both parties involved. And I used to get frustrated with it and which would create a very fixed mindset. And I would be much more confused around why is this happening? How are you not understanding that your actions are tarnishing this business relationship and really lowering the energetic frequency of vibration that exists between us as two human beings because you're making decisions that have the potential to ruin the business relationship that we're in. And I think it used to make me confused and I used to get very frustrated with it. But then I took a step back when I learned it and became self-aware and conscious that this is how I was feeling about this particular business relationship. And what I did was I said, you know what? That 
is not my monkey and not my circus, even though I was in the business <laughs> relationship. And what I mean by that is that other individual's feelings and emotions and decisions were out of my control. I can only control the controllables, which is myself. And if I can control myself, I can control my own thoughts, that can change the way that I respond to this particular business arrangement. And so what I actually did is in my mind, instead of having this frustration or you know curiosity as to why this person was making these decisions, I really detached myself and I started sending love in their direction. I literally would think in my brain, I love this person. I don't know why this is happening. I don't care why this is happening, but I love you as a person because you are a projection of me and an extension of my consciousness while I am here on this planet within this universe. And I have abundance and love to give to you. And that's all I can do. All I can do is love this individual and not worry or fear or wonder why this person is making these decisions. But by doing so, It helps me release those feelings of fixed mind state. And when I started doing that, when I recognized that and I started trying to project this love to this person, that most people would probably look at me and think, why why would you even think that? Like, why the, the actions this person's taking, how are you not mad at him? How are you not more upset? And what would that do for me? It wouldn't do anything. It would hinder my growth as an individual, it would hinder my growth in business. And so I literally would just think in my mind every time I was talking to this person and looking at them, I would just think, you know what? I love you. And I'm going to project that. I wish nothing but good things for you. I hope everything ends up turning out to be successful. And over a period of time, I noticed that that individual started changing. They started changing for the better. And um, in a short period of time, they actually removed themselves from the business relationship. So it was almost like the universe was recognizing this growth mindset that I had and the fixed mindset that the other person had. And because of that, the universe was saying, Brian, you have a completely different mindset about this particular scenario and the goals you're trying to hit with this. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to take care of this for you. We're going to remove this person from this business arrangement in a very peaceful manner, and we're going to allow you to propel forward because you're thinking in the way that responds appropriately to the laws of the universe. It's very good. I also, I think I know what you're talking about. You used to meditate on this too a lot. I remember that was a tough time. For those people listening, um, it might sound very strange and you might go try this and it's going to be extremely difficult to be able to send positive, when you're when we're talking about relationships and having a growth mindset with tough relationships, it's difficult to hold a loving vibration, loving energy and loving thoughts for people, for those people, because you're just kind of always playing these, these thoughts about that person, you know, oh, they're so annoying. They're so this, like, why did he or she do this? Why is this happening? And for those people, you know, to explain how tough this can be. What would be your advice to those people trying to, you know, have a growth mindset in their tough relationships to be able to send love? What can they do? What, what are they supposed to feel? How, how can they go about this to make this easier to be able to give good? Because that's not easy. I mean, it takes me weeks to bounce back from what some, someone does or says something to me, although I immediately notice it. And I'll like get off social media or I'll go meditate for like five days straight. I'm aware of it enough at this point, but it's still very difficult for me to sit there 
think about those people or that person and send them good vibes. I do it regardless. Like I'm, I'm at that point, but it's still very difficult. So what are you, what's your advice with that? So I'm going to give everybody some tactics to do this with, but first I'm going to preface it with a way that I think about the universe and our reality based off years and years of my meditation practices and things that I've seen through super deep meditations. And it's kind of how I consider that we live in this reality that we do on a daily basis. And the way that I look at our lives is that we are all connected. There is zero coincidence that happens within the universe. There's only synchronicity. And that every single person is an extension of itself, of this infinite source, of this infinite God mind that is this intelligence that exists on a plane that we can't perceive through our three-dimensional reality and through our perception, but it exists. And if you think in that way, it allows you to change your mindset in a fashion where you realize that if you do something or say something or think something poorly of another person, you're actually doing it to yourself. And what I mean by that is that if you think about human consciousness and apply it as an example to an ocean, think that there's this huge abundant source of infinite consciousness that exists, all right, within the universe, just like there is oceans on earth. Now, when there's an ocean and you see it coming up over the shore in the form of a wave, you look at that and you say, oh man, that's a really big wave. But in reality, that wave is the ocean. But we don't say, that's a really big ocean. We say, that's a really big wave. That's how I perceive that human beings are interacting in the universe through this infinite state of consciousness. We are all one thing. And it's way more advanced than anything that we can describe, but we're all projections of this one thing that's connected. Just like this ocean and this wave, every single person is the wave of this abundant, infinite consciousness that exists. And because of that, you don't see a wave trying to be mean to the ocean. That would be hurting itself, right? So as a human being, in order for you to grow, you have to learn how to love every other person you come in contact with and project these feelings of happiness and joy and compassion. Because by doing so, you're doing it to yourself in a sense, right? And it's going to project back in your life tenfold over time. So if every time you go to think a bad thought about somebody else or you catch yourself doing it, ask yourself a question. Why Am I thinking this way about this other person when literally they are me? It's really that simple. Every time you want to think at a lower vibrational frequency of energy to another person, ask yourself, would I want to think this about myself? And I would like to bet that the answer is no. And so because of that, that's a great tactic that you can use to really help enhance your subconscious mind and reprogram yourself to understand that I only want good things to reflect back to me, so I better think those things about others. Do you think it's safe to say that a growth mindset can be described in one word, love? I think it's possible, yeah, because if they really look back at everything, love is probably the one thing that there's not enough of in the world. When you think about all the 
crazy things that goes on within this universe we live in and the wars we have and the homeless and everything else that exists within this world, a lot of it could be solved with that basic word of love. And that can you know, project itself in a million different forms and fashions. But if I were to use one word, yes, that's what it would be. Let's go back to the example you were just giving of this difficult business partner. And you had said that in the beginning, when you were in a fixed mindset with this, you were questioning why this happens. Like, why is this person here? Why is this person doing this to me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? And I bring this up because almost every single one of us, you know, has been in this situation before. Like, why is this happening to me? Why is this person being mean to me? Why is this person treating me this way? Why did this happen to me today? You know, that happens to all of us. And when you sit there and question, say, what did I do to deserve this almost, right? And I personally know you, so I do know the story and I do know how you do business and how kind you are and like how understanding you are. And it's it's hard for me to imagine if someone is that way with you, you know? And for those of you, for those people who know you would agree with me. But things do happen to some of us and, you know, whether we deserve it or not. Why do you think... That when you don't, when you didn't do anything to provoke that person to treat you that way in that business relationship, why do you think the universe brought that person to you and had that person treat you that way? For growth. I think that every single challenge or obstacle that comes into your life while we're in this human experience is for growth and evolution. And you have to learn as a person to remove your personal suffering and quit trying to push back on these different obstacles and challenges and just accept them and embrace them and ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me right now? And if you treat every single scenario, good or bad, in that fashion and think, what is this specific circumstance trying to teach me? Is this a spiritual test? and you take the growth mindset of, I want to pass this spiritual test, that is how you should approach everything. That has helped me so much over the course of my time since I've gotten super deep into understanding this better, understanding what I would consider these uniform laws of the universe. And as I've begun to put them in practice and apply them, that's something I ask myself on a daily basis. And when you take that mindset you will automatically become far more objective in situations and you can evaluate them with a mind that opens the door for you to move through those situations with ease. I, I agree with you. That, that was You stated that phenomenally. Uh, I also think sometimes things happen or people come into your life that maybe treat you the way you do not deserve to be treated because sometimes I think that you are a teacher or an example to them. They need to learn how to love more and they need to become a better person. So when you're not reacting to them or you're not treating them in the same bad, negative manner that they're treating you, I bet you at nighttime, those people sit down and think about like, oh, wow, I totally cussed this guy out at work today and he didn't say anything to me. He completely took the high road. So sometimes I think that we are teachers for people that, you know, please treat me the way that I'm treating you. And even if you don't want to treat me nice, I'm not going to stoop to your level and treat you otherwise. 
Um, and I also see that as a test too, that are you going to fall to that person's level or are you going to continue to live by your own values and morals and, and your, you know, quote unquote mindset that you want to keep for yourself? Yeah, there's a, you know, really interesting concept. I think there's a great quote about it, but I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. But they say, if you want to change the world, first change yourself. Yeah. And I think that's such an important point mm-hmm. because, you know, we shouldn't be as individuals going around and trying to change other people. That's control. And you want to learn to just alleviate all control from your life so that you can just move through it with ease. But what you can control that you should want to control is yourself in your own mind, in your own thought process. And I have learned that by changing myself and changing my mindset and without having to try to like preach that to other people or control other people, because I would never do that, I have learned that other people that I come in contact with have recognized it and began to change themselves. It's completely remarkable that just by me trying to become a better human being and doing things on a daily basis that create better levels of conscious awareness, without me trying to change or control anybody, they do it on their own. They recognize it. They recognize the positive energy that you exude on a daily basis. They recognize the opportunities that open for you. And then they begin to take notice and say, hmm, What's, what's that person doing that's different? I should maybe take a look at that and I'll start to get questions. Brian, you know, I see you're meditating. How does that help you? I've seen that you've changed your diet. How does that help you? I see that you have removed fluoride from your water. How does that help you? And then it opens up a really amazing conversation to be able to share things that I've done to better myself. And then it really sparks creativity for them to become consciously aware of different things that they could do within their life to better themselves. And I've really learned that that is the best thing that I can do in this world is do the best possible job each and every day to be the best version of myself and get 1% better every day, 1% better. And as long as I have that mindset, I think that there's the potential to make a really big impact and help a lot of people, not through trying to go tell them what to do, but just trying to control and make myself better. I feel like one of two things happens. Either those people start to change for the better on their own when you don't try to control them because they realize like, oh, you know, like he's he's letting me be me, you know, or the universe removes those people from your life. Um, one of two things always happen because they're not meant to be on your path anymore and you've evolved way past them. With that being said, I sometimes, you know, when I'm I'm having a difficult time with somebody... What's helped me when I'm like trying to look at someone and say, I don't want to control them or I don't want to tell them what to do. And I think, quote unquote, think that I know a better way to do something, right? Or I have this goal in mind and this is what I want to attain, but clearly the person in front of me doesn't know how to get there the right way or thinks that they're right. And I think they're wrong, right? They think I'm wrong. They think they're right. I think that is such an important quality to learn, quality trait, whatever you want to call it, that you said that you have to stop yourself in that moment and not tell the person what to do and not control them because that's where you're trying to manipulate and control a situation that from your perception you think is right. And it's that 
being attached to what's right and what's wrong, what I know, what you don't know, and I have experience and you don't have experience. And I think that's where things get convoluted. But when you kind of let somebody go and do what they're doing and not control them, it's magical. Either the universe moves them out of your path and aligns you with somebody who's better at things with you and you can you two can move forward, or that person some you know starts reading books or starts doing something and kind of sees it your way, or they teach you something. But what you just did was completely ignore and avoid this negative banter, a fight, um, you know, an exchange of bad words or, you know, controlling each other and fighting. You completely avoided that stage by just calming yourself down, grounding yourself and remembering, I'm going to take the high road. This is not how I want to do things, but I'm not going to tell this person how to do it. They're going to have to learn on their own because after all, we're all here on our own journey And although we're all trying to get to the growth mindset and and be it and become it, we're all at different levels. Like you're at a different level than I am. I'm at a different level than, you know, my friends. Like it's all different and we should have a lot of respect um, for one another in our journey for sure. Let's talk about some really cool facts. I was doing some research earlier and just to give a little bit of um, context on some examples of the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Um, I have one, two, three, four, I have five examples here. So the first one is, this is a fixed mindset. Belief that ability is a fixed trait that cannot change. Growth mindset would say, belief that ability is malleable and can be developed. Second example Fixed mindset. And Brian, if you, if you want to share anything after I say each example, feel free. Fixed mindset. Effort is bad. If you're smart, you shouldn't have to work hard. Growth mindset. Effort is good. It's how you get better. Third example. What matters is looking smart so you can prove your ability. Growth mindset. What matters is learning so you can improve your ability. Fourth example, helplessness. Setback is a sign that you don't have what it takes. Growth mindset would say, resilience. Setback is a sign that you need to work harder or try a new strategy. I feel like that one you have a lot of experience in with uh, dealing with startups and companies and whatnot. Do you want to share like maybe not not a specific example, but like a good one? Sure. Yeah. So I can actually probably run through each of these and give you guys an example. Let's go with the fourth Um, one. But uh, we'll start with resilience. So I think resiliency is probably one of the most important things you have to have with a growth mindset. And that basically just means that regardless what happens, you don't give up. It's pretty simple. It's not that difficult of a concept. And with all the startups that we've invested in and that we work with, I think the best founders are the ones that are completely 100% resilient. They adapt to market conditions and they never give up. The companies in our portfolio that have grown the biggest and the fastest are businesses that literally are like eight iterations different than they were when we invested in them initially. And they're years, you know, we made the investment years ago and now They've made so many different iterations throughout the business, and now they've grown to this remarkable success, but it's because the founders just never gave up. There's a million times they could have given up on the business 
and said, oh, this is just getting too hard. I can't find product market fit in this specific way. Uh, you know, I just, I just can't do this anymore. But none of them ever did. And because of that, now they're successful. There is some law that exists within the universe, I think, that if you have resiliency, you will get there eventually. It may be very different than what you anticipated, but eventually you will get there and you will be successful if you have that grit to do so. What's that? Um, who, what's the name of the Starbucks CEO? Howard How, Schultz. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't there a story like he got no, he was told no like 200 some times by banks. And if he, if he didn't keep trying after 200 some times, there would be no Starbucks today. So I can, and there's a lot of stories like that if you Google them. Um, we had a company actually that went and pitched to like 60 or 70 venture capital investors. This was after we made our investment. And they pitched to like 60 or 70 different VCs and got no's from every single one of them. And then it was like the 71st investor that they pitched to. And the guys were like, okay, this makes sense. And they made the investment in it. And then the company blew up after that. It literally like they got 70 no's over the course of like 12 months from different investors that they had pitched to. And on the 71st time, because they were resilient, didn't, didn't give up, the investors said yes. And they got the capital that they needed for just this next level of their business. And then they took off. You know what I have a tough time with is how do you define the moment of, okay, it's time for me to give up. Like this is just, this is a dumb idea. This isn't going to work or I have to keep pushing. I think that's the biggest um, factor or thing that people struggle with, you know, or people listening to right now are probably like, yeah, but how do you know? Like after 70 times, I would have given up after 20 times and thought the universe just keeps telling me no. How can you, or how do you maybe actually become aware or like, you know, what do you look for to decipher, no, I'm going to keep trying versus this isn't for me. I think it often has to do with, is what you're going after aligned with what you actually want? And so that's an interesting concept to bring up is people have to become more self-aware of, is this goal you set for yourself something that you actually want? And I'll give you an example of that. Say for, say for example, somebody wants to, you know, make 10 million bucks. But in reality, the reason that they want that is so that they can have freedom, freedom to wake up when they want to, freedom to do what they want to during the day, freedom to, you know, have financial resources to do some different things. But in reality, the goal is freedom. It's not necessarily the $10 million. So you could be setting this goal of, oh, I need 10 million, I need 10 million, and you're doing all these things to try to get to 10 million bucks, when reality, you set your goal wrong in the beginning. Your goal should have been, I want freedom to do X, Y, and Z different things. And maybe since that was your true goal, the true goal that was within your heart, the universe could be pushing back on you in different ways. And you need to be self-aware that you're doing these different tasks and it's not getting you any closer to it. Or maybe it's doing it, but it's very slow and doing it in ways that you didn't expect. And you need to have the self-awareness and consciousness to say, okay, what is my real goal here? The goal is freedom. It's not $10 million in my bank account. Maybe freedom for you off the lifestyle that you have is having $3 million in your bank account, having a million dollars in your bank account. It's different for every single person based off their lifestyle habits. And maybe the universe is saying to you, look, you want to work 
this hard to get 10 million bucks when I can give you what you're asking for off too, and you know, or whatever that amount happens to be. And so I think people have to be aware of what is it that's in their heart and their intuitive capabilities that their goal actually is versus what is this goal that maybe the ego is trying to tell you to get to. That's actually a very good example. Um, that you just helped me understand a few things. It's true because count it <laughs> things that <laughs> things that I have always chased or accomplished. Now, I mean, proud of myself, I did accomplish everything I set out to do, but they were not easy paths for me. And you're right, I stopped. There was a point where I gave up, and you know, took the bar exam, did whatever, and then I went and got a legal job. And I there's a point where I stopped because I questioned myself what am I fighting for? What am I doing all this for? My end goal is not even what I want anymore. And listen, that's okay to change too. So we can start off wanting something and then down the road, change our mind, but don't use your changing your mind as an excuse to get away from the hard work. I think you nailed it. You have to be very passionate about what you set out to do. Um, I have a ton of other examples, but I'll save them for another time. Our fifth example here is failure is the end of the story. Time to give up. That's what a fixed mindset would say. A growth mindset says failure is the beginning of the story, time to try again. So that's huge and really resonates with me because I fail every single day, multiple times. But I often take failure with the mindset of it's just a challenge or an obstacle and I'm going to overcome any obstacle that is in my way. And that's a fact. Like I will never give up on something that I want and nobody is going to tell me that I can't have it. And I've continued to have that mindset. And what I've learned from that is that any obstacle or failure that occurs is just an opportunity to iterate and reinvent your approach and do it again. And if you take that mindset, you're never going to fail because you're, you haven't accepted. I don't accept failure for anything. I know that I'm going to get to where I'm going to go. It just may happen in a different way. So I constantly have to be taking failures as just a new obstacle, a new challenge, a new learning experience, and then reinvent the approach and go out and do it again. That's a good, that's a good example. It's also, you know, it's also, it goes with the whole mindset, right? Our perception, all, you know, our perception creates our reality, which creates our beliefs and then seeds into our mindset. I think you're absolutely right. Now at this point, I don't look at failures as failures. I look at them as um, almost like guiding blocks. They showed me where I wanted to go. They showed me what was for me or what wasn't for me. They made me question, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And then made me pivot along the way. Or some of my failures pushed me even harder with all the determination and confidence and conviction in myself to say, with or without people, with or without help or support, or with or without the resources, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to do it for myself. And that's because... I didn't accept that failure in the moment as a failure. And two, I was aligned with my heart and my passion. So I continued to press forward. It's a great example. Some, a couple more stats that are pretty eye-opening here. So 40, sorry, 35% of students who had a, sorry, students holding a growth mindset versus students holding a fixed mindset. 40, the students tested higher, the ones that were holding the growth mindset by 40%. Okay. That's huge. Then they did a study on students who had just received training in a growth mindset program 
versus students who didn't receive any growth mindset program, but only had study skills and like school training. Still, the students who received the growth mindset training scored about 49% higher than the ones who only had the study training and not the growth mindset. So that just goes to show you that it's all about mindset. And, you know, this is also another reason why I I do believe education is very important. And I do believe, you know, degrees and all that stuff, that's great and fancy. That can definitely help you and give you a little leg up in, in life. But I think mindset is number one. Mindset's so important. And, uh, you know, education from like institutional education is one thing. I really don't think that educational institutions these days really provide that much value to people. It's not going to be the future for sure. Um, I don't think it is. Yeah. And, I, and I think that we'll save that topic for, uh, you know, a different, uh, a different day. But you're right. I think it only goes so far. What someone really needs and wants is um, the ability to dream big, to believe in themselves and to go through my to go through life and go through this journey with a growth mindset of all the things that we discussed. I'll give you an example of a buddy of mine that I met with recently that I think has a great growth mindset, and he has been my friend since you know I was super super young, and he had a business that he sold, and then he got into the real estate game for a while, doing some residential real estate, and just you know he enjoyed it, but it wasn't something that made him super happy. And he wasn't like just really driven and passionate about it. And, you know, we've been doing the blockchain cryptocurrency stuff for a while. He was one of the people that I shared that information with really early on, and he became really fascinated by it. And, you know, not that long ago, he decided, you know, this was such an interesting space. I would love to be able to be a part of it. But, you know, I'm not really a technologist by education. I didn't go to school for technology. And so what he did, which I think is so amazing, is he started taking coding classes to teach himself how to code and how to be a developer because he's really fascinated by this blockchain and cryptocurrency space. And when he told me that, I was like, man, that is so amazing. Like, that is awesome that, you know, you have made this conscious decision to become happy and passionate with what you want to do so that you're incredibly driven and you move forward with this growth mindset. I just was incredibly humbled and gracious to hear that from him. I thought it was so awesome for somebody that had gone through, built a business and sold it, then was doing something else, but really had the consciousness and self-awareness to realize that he didn't really feel like it was his purpose, like that's what he was here for. And then with no technology background to have the will and grit to go and sign up for classes to teach yourself how to code, to put yourself down the path to get there, to get to what you think you're going to be interested in and what's going to help drive you forward into your future. Like that's huge. Like that is a perfect example of a growth mindset and how to always want to go after what your heart desires. He could have totally stayed complacent. You know, he could have been like, I have a cushiony job. I've put in so much time and effort into this and so many years into this real estate career. And this is what I'm, you know, it is what it is. It's too late for me now. I'm X years old and I don't feel like going back to school for anything. But it's it's tremendous what a little bit of a growth mindset individual can achieve in their life now. I kind of like, I know who you're talking about and I kind of want to give him a shout out, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he's listening. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Let's, we, at the end of every podcast, towards the end, we will do a wisdom for the week segment. And here we will try to share some tips and tricks on how to achieve whatever topic it is or uh, issue that we're talking about. 
We'll suggest some books or documentaries. And then we're going to leave everyone with a quote to keep in mind for the rest of the week. Um, hopefully, if I'm, We'll drop this episode on Tuesday. So we'll leave everyone with a quote on Tuesday, a positive quote. And the following Tuesday, we'll talk about it a little bit. If you kept it in your mind, if I kept it in mind, hopefully some of our listeners will also send us messages and tell us if those quotes helped them or not, or if something happened during the week and they thought about the podcast and the quote that we had mentioned, and we'll share all that good stuff with each other. So do you have some tips and tricks and um, some valuable things that our listeners can do to maybe start on the path of a growth mindset? Like some physical tips. Yeah, for sure. So I've laid out a couple throughout the course of this podcast. And you know, the one that I mentioned earlier that I think is important is pretend like you have a window in the side of your head. That's going to help people that maybe are not acclimated with the growth mindset become more aware that if another person could see what you're thinking, would you want that person to see that? And I think that will help individuals basically start to reprogram their subconscious to think more positive, think with love, think with abundance, think with compassion. And so that's one. Another thing that I think will help you, and this is going to help you remove yourself from situations so that you cannot have a fixed mindset when you're engaging with people or circumstances that happen in your life, and that's to begin meditating. It is incredibly simple. You don't have to go out and buy anything crazy. You literally just have to take 10 to 15 minutes in the morning or in the evening or whenever's a good time for you. I recommend doing it first thing in the morning. And you just sit there and you close your eyes and you breathe in and out. And the mechanism that I use when I start off every meditation is I inhale through my nose for a count of four to five. And then I exhale through my mouth for a count of four to five. And I do this every single morning, seven days a week, for usually about 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes in the evening before I go to sleep. And that's something that's going to allow you to move through your day with ease, be objective in scenarios, and basically detach yourself from situations that occur so that you can move forward with those situations in a positive and growth mindset because you won't be so apt to react, but instead respond to situations that occur. So those are two really important things, I think, that can be tactically implemented in your life on a daily basis. I have a third one. Try to, I think you mentioned this already, try to view anything that happens throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout the month, in every single moment. If something triggers you, try to pause and ask yourself, what is this trying to teach me? What is the spiritual lesson here? Um, and I also think that the meditating will help you pause in that moment. Like you said, like not react, but I think questioning yourself and looking at it as like a, what is this test? What is this test here? And I'm, you know, when you look at it as a game, like I'm going to pass the spiritual test, question it. What is this trying to teach me so that you can pass that spiritual test? What are some books or documentaries? I think it's going to be books here that you suggest our listeners to maybe, read or listen to the audiobooks to help them with mindset? So the very first book that I read that really started me on this path of becoming more aware of how thoughts become things and activating this positive mindset was the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Now, this is an amazing book where Napoleon Hill, who was at one point Andrew Carnegie's apprentice, 
And Andrew was at one point like one of the wealthiest people in the world, if not the wealthiest. And he took Napoleon and he said, look, I want to send you around to all of my very, very successful friends. And I want you to study their behaviors and their habits. And basically it goes in depth talking about what he learned, studying these different people's behaviors and tactics, and how they reached the levels of success, both from a business and personal perspective in their lives. And there's just some amazing things in that book that if you implement into your life, I guarantee that it will work and it will change you for the better. And this is all sorts of things around goal setting, about how to approach different scenarios, about how to you know, set your mind on what you want but then relieve yourself from the expectation of how you get it. And a lot of the things that we covered throughout the course of this podcast, and I think that's a phenomenal book to check out. That's what really changed me and transformed my mental capacity in terms of how I was thinking about things on a daily basis. And I've probably read that book 20 to 30 times. I continue to read it. I learn something new every time I read it. It's a relatively you know, quick and easy read, but it has just some incredibly impactful topics in it. Another book that I think is really important is called The Secret, and this is basically a book that talks about the laws of attraction and how your thoughts basically reflect back to you what you think. So if you were thinking about negative things or fear-based emotional thoughts or lack of abundance, then those are situations that will start occurring in your life, and you will attract people like that in your life. You will attract circumstances like that in your life. But if you shift that and you think about what you want with a growth mindset, with positivity and abundance, those are the type of people that will attract into your life. Those are the type of opportunities that will attract into your life. So, you know, The Secret, that book also has a movie about it, a documentary. It's a movie. It's a free movie on YouTube. Yeah, it's a free movie on YouTube that you can check out. That's really, really good. And uh, one other book, and the title of it is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. That's the name of the book. It is literally trying to teach people about moving through your day without caring. You know, having the emotional response that is controlled to yourself when you come and encounter with people that may be operating at a lower energetic frequency than you, and basically just not caring, like not giving a fuck what happens. And move through those opportunities and those circumstances in a fashion that allows you to have the upper hand. That book really teaches one. I, I love that book. That one, that book teaches people how to not take things so personally. It, it teaches a lot of emotional intelligence, resilience, and how this world, you're not supposed to move through it by taking everything personally by what people say and do. You know, it's not really about you. It, it's got a great, it, it's a great book. And Last but not least, how about you leave us all with a quote for all of us to think about for the rest of the week whenever things get maybe a little tough for people out there. And you and I will try to keep a a track of this, of how many times we were reminded of this quote during the week and we'll share with our listeners next week. Sure. So I think a great quote that aligns with this Growth Mindset podcast is by Henry Ford. And it has to do with thoughts become things and you have to think for what you want at all times. And the quote is, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. Do you know when you first told me that quote? Probably back when we were in law school. Yeah. I was afraid about failing a class and we were laying there and you're like looking up at the ceiling and you go, well, Nina, 
Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And I just kind of laid there like, what? And you go, do you know who said that? And I go, no. You go, Henry Ford. (laughs) I'll never forget it. And I actually thought about that quote for like hours afterwards. And I'm like, hmm, if I think I can fail, then I, I can fail. If I think I can pass, then I can pass. And I'm like, what a simple quote. It was great. You know, what's funny is I heard that quote from my brother, actually. It was in the first year of law school. I'd heard it before that, but I didn't really pay attention to it. And I think when it really stuck out to me is I was in, you know, it was the first year of school was when we had met and I was uh, in a different state at the time. And my brother sent me a card and it basically was just like, Hey man, I know you're in finals. I know it's probably stressful. I've been there. I went through that process as well. And he ended his card with that quote. And it said, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. And it just really struck a chord in me at that time and resonated. And that's the first time that I heard it and I really absorbed it. And I tried to immerse myself with that emotion that you're right. Regardless what the situation is, if I think I can't do it, I won't. It'll never happen because I won't have the growth mindset. But if I think I can, I will and I will accomplish that thing. I can totally picture him saying that too. He's just like this little Buddha overflowing with wisdom for all of us. That's right. That's right. All right, guys, that's all we have for today. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. And we'll see you next week.